Our sponsor is a Relief Factor. Relief Factor has made a tremendous difference in my life. Uh, and I invite you to find out for yourself. It will work for you. If you are uh, suffering from pain, even debilitating pain, this may be the answer. Uh, it has really helped me live my life again. I had almost given up uh, and then Relief Factor about a year ago. And I take it three times a day, every day, and it works for me. It might work for you. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, you're out 20 bucks. If it does work, you get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. Get rid of your pain. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today I look at the stories in the news and I, I see what's going on in Washington. And I see this senseless argument when we don't have all of the facts. I don't know what's going to happen in Washington. Nobody does. All I do know is I can't change Washington. I see a story about Prada accused of racism for putting monkey figurines in their store window. Okay. Shepard Ferry says he's going to destroy a mural if the Korean community in Los Angeles get their way because they're very upset that a mural, not his, but another one, has the sun rays that look a little like the Empire of Japan's war flag. And they're very, very offended by that. Scientists are talking about blocking the sun with geoengineering. They're going to move forward with a test. We're all upset about all kinds of things today. But no social justice warrior in America or the West. No conservative that has been deplatformed. No president, no congressperson has anything to complain about. I'm going to give you real, true perspective and the words of a current hero when we begin in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We've rearranged the uh, way we do the show. First half hour of every hour now. We don't have to break it all for commercials. Just a couple of uh, live spots. And uh, we're right back to the action here in uh, 60 seconds. Uh, but we want to first talk about we had the Christmas party this weekend. Uh, and, uh, you know, you kind of have those moments where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, eh, who is that old guy? Who's that guy that doesn't look so good anymore? I know I have those moments. Um, if you don't like what you see when you look in the mirror, you can uh, give a shot to GenuCell. Uh, they have a great new uh, line of products. GenuCell jawline treatment is what they're talking about right now. If you got a bit of a double chin going on, a sagging jawline. This is what you need because, yeah, they got all the, the technology. That, Can you give this to this your in. wife for Christmas? Oh, I think so. Can you? I yes, don't think so. You have so. to be careful. Yeah, I don't think so. I think this yeah. is a booby trap. I think you have oh, to be very careful. You here. have to be careful. This is one of those things you buy it for yourself and then just leave it out on, the, uh, on your own mantle. And then she's going to see it and, and, and just start using it. That's yeah, because I don't think I say, hey, honey, this is take care no. of the double chin. Well, this is uh, for the saggy skin. I It depends on your relationship. You should, you know, yeah. again, as Shamani would tell you, uh, it, it, your relationship must be checked. Make sure <laughs> you right. know what you're okay. doing right. here. Okay. All right. um, but it is a great Christmas present. I know we, we've had a lot of people who have 
who purchased it that way and had great results, uh, even in their relationship. Uh, it works amazingly fast, and the results get better every day. If you're looking for a gift, just get some for yourself. Here's the deal. They've got the GenuCell jawline treatment. It's yours absolutely free when you order GenuCell for under, eyes, ba- under eye bags and puffiness. And they also have the thing for results in 12 hours. It's GenuCell's immediate effects. It's mm. also free when you call now, 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. And this year on a high note with beautiful skin, no bags, and a tighter, higher jawline. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. It's GenuCell.com. So last night I was having dinner with the family. And um, I said, here's what I want for Christmas. I I want us all to decide if there is a god and and you know my kids are teenagers and you have to search for god you don't know if there's a god i said we've seen things in our life that would testify to us that there is a god but it's for each of us to decide and it's not a test i'm not going to sit down and you know with everybody go all right what's your answer I just want us all to really search because if there is a God, he will demand different things of us and it will change our lives. And it's it's a question that has to be answered by each of us, because why are we going to church? Why are we doing things if there is no God? Why? Why? Why would you do these things? You should decide if there is a God and if there is a God, then what does he expect why are we here if there isn't you have to do the same thing then what is my god what is how do i decide what i'm going to do but the time for a real decision is right now i get up from the table and i start reading the news of the day to prepare for the broadcast and i saw a whole bunch of things that were meaningless Most of what you see in the news is just meaningless. It's just going to keep going on. It's not going to get any better. Donald Trump is impeached. You'll have, um, you know, you'd have President Pence. Do you think they're not going to want to get rid of him, too? You don't think they're going to say he's the worst ever? Of course they are. It's going to continue. We're all complaining about our problems. We're all arguing with each other. Over 100 members of a church called the Early Rain Covenant Church in China were arrested beginning last Sunday, December 9th. Their pastor had written a letter and given it to his friends and attorneys and said, smuggle this out, get this out and publish this if I'm ever what they call now Uh, snatching people off the street in China. If I'm ever disappeared, wait for 24 hours. I'm sorry, 48 hours. If you don't hear from me, publish it. So they did. I want to read this to you because I haven't read something from another human being in this time that is more inspiring, impressive, horrific than this. He has been gone now for over a week. 
you can guarantee that he is being tortured now in China. He writes, On the basis of the teaching of the Bible and the mission of the gospel, I respect the authorities God has established in China. For God deposes kings and raises up kings. This is why I submit to the historical and institutional arrangements of God in China. As a pastor of a Christian church, I have my own understanding and views based on the Bible about what a righteous order is and good governments are. At the same time, I'm filled with anger and disgust at the persecution of the church by this communist regime, at the wickedness of their depriving people of the freedoms of religion and of conscience. The changing of social and political institutions, however, is not the mission that I have been called to. It is not the goal for which God has given his people the gospel. For all the hideous realities, unrighteous politics, and arbitrary laws manifest at the cross of Jesus, the only means by which every Chinese person must be saved, they also manifest the fact that true hope and a perfect society will never be found in the transformation of any earthly institution or culture but only in our sins of being freely forgiven and the hope of an eternal life. I accept and respect the fact that this communist regime has been allowed by God to rule temporarily. As the Lord's servant, John Calvin said, wicked rulers are the judgment of God on a wicked people and the goal to urge God's people to repent and turn again toward him. For this reason, I am joyfully willing to submit myself to their enforcement of the law as though submitting to the discipline and training of the Lord. At the same time, I believe this communist regime's persecution against the church is greatly wicked an unlawful action. The Christian church... As the pastor, I must denounce this wickedness openly and severely. The calling that I have requires me to use nonviolent methods to disobey those human laws that disobey the Bible and God. And my Savior requires me to joyfully bear all costs for disobeying wicked laws. But this does not mean that my personal disobedience and the disobedience of the church is in any sense fighting for rights or political activism in the form of civil disobedience because I do not have the intention of changing any institution or any law in China. The mission of the church is to only be a church and not to become part of any secular institution. From a negative perspective, the church must separate itself from the world and keep itself from being institutionalized by the world. From a positive perspective, all acts of the church are attempts to prove to the world the real existence of another world. The Bible teaches us that in all matters relating to the gospel and human consciousness, we must obey God and not men. For this reason, spiritual disobedience and bodily suffering are both ways we testify to another eternal world and to another glorious king. This is why I'm not interested in changing any political or legal institution in China. I'm not even interesting in the, interested in the question of when communist regimes' policies persecuting the church will change. Regardless of what regime I live under now or in the future, as long as a secular government continues to persecute the church, Violating human conscience that belongs to God alone, I will continue my faithful disobedience. 
If God decides to use the persecution of this communist regime against the church to help more Chinese people to despair of their futures and lead them through a wilderness of spiritual disillusionment and through this make them know the Savior, if through this he continues disciplining and building up his church, then I am joyfully willing to submit to God's plans, for his plans are always benevolent and good. I also understand that this happens to be the very reason why the communist regime is filled with a fear at a church that is no longer afraid of it. If I happen to be imprisoned for a long or short period of time, if I can help reduce the authorities' fear of my faith and of my Savior, I am very joyfully willing to help them in this way. But I know that only when I renounce all the wickedness of this persecution against the church and use peaceful means to disobey, will I truly be able to help the souls of the authorities and law enforcement. I hope God uses me by means of first losing my personal freedom. To tell those who have deprived me of my personal freedom that there is an authority higher than their authority. And that there is a freedom that they cannot restrain, a freedom that fills the church of the crucified and risen Jesus Christ. Regardless of what crime the government charges me with, whatever filth they may fling at me, as long as this charge is related to my faith, my writings, my comments, my teachings, it is merely a lie and a temptation of de demons. I categorically deny it. I will serve my sentence, but I will not serve the law. I will be executed, but I will not plead guilty. Those who lock me up will someday be locked up by angels. Those who will interrogate me will finally be questioned and judged by God himself. When I think of this, the Lord fills me with a natural compassion and grief towards those who are attempting to and actively imprisoning me. Pray that the Lord would use me, that he would grant me patience and wisdom, that I, might take, that I might take the gospel to them. Separate me from my wife and children, ruin my reputation, destroy my life and family. The authorities of K are capable of doing all of these things. However, no one in the world can force me to renounce my faith. No one can make me change my life, and no one can raise me from the dead. And so, respectable officers, stop committing evil. This is not for my benefit, but for rather yours and your children's. I plead earnestly with you to stay your hands for why should you be willing to pay the price of eternal damnation in hell for the sake of a lowly sinner such as I? Jesus is the Christ, Son of the eternal living God. He died for sinners and rose to life for us. He is my King and the King of the whole earth yesterday, today, and forever. I am his servant, and I am imprisoned because of this. I will resist in meekness those who resist God. And I will joyfully violate all those laws that violate God's laws. Wow. We'll get into that here in a second. You're more, no, no more than 60 seconds away from um, uh, content on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, let me stop for a minute here and just tell you about American financing. Credit card bills are set to increase by at least 5% this year. 
And uh, and that's due to the Federal Reserve's increases. APRs have jumped more than three percentage points over the past two years, and it has resulted in the average rate of credit card interest to 16.6%. Um, Got to get out of credit cards. We just, we have to do it. We have to get out of debt. If you're a homeowner, you still have access to an incredible amount of equity, and that equity can be used to pay off high-interest credit card debt. It takes 10 minutes. Please call American Financing Salary-Based Mortgage Consultants and learn more. I will tell you um, a little bit today uh, why it is so important that you get out of debt. Now, please get out of debt. Customers are saving anywhere from $500 to $1,000 a month by refinancing on their terms. So if you're thinking to yourself, I may have charged too much this season, and you have some equity in your home, go to American Financing. They have options for you, and none of them involve you know, bankruptcy or struggling every single month. Please call American Financing. Go to AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call them now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. When's the last time you heard somebody write something like that? It's incredible. I mean, it doesn't even feel like it's of this time. Doesn't? No. Right. It's like you're going back in like ancient history to read somebody who actually would live like that. Right. I mean, I, I haven't heard anything close to that from any American preacher or anybody in the West. Yeah. And I don't know how long. I could give you one thing that popped into my mind as you were reading it. Yeah. The only thing was... The guy who recently was killed as he went to an island um, in the middle of yes. nowhere to a tribe mm-hmm. um, and his tribe had, had no connection. They're still like completely disconnected from the outside world and he was murdered and people were kind of like making fun of him like you idiot. You just go walk into this guy's island. Of course, you're going to get you're going to get killed by the you know the people who are living there. They see you as a threat. And then and I kind of honestly felt that way, too, when I read it. That was kind of my initial reaction. And then you read what he said. and He was like, I'm going to share uh, what I, you know, Jesus with these people and they very well might kill me. And if they do, please don't blame them. And after he was killed, his family said, we put no blame on them at all. He knew what he was doing and, and he believed it was that important. I was like, wow, like that. I, I, I complained about my Domino's pizza coming too late this weekend. I, I, I had to, I, unfortunately I started my, my show prep for today's show last night here. Wow. And everything else I read, I was like, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, Fed's going to raise interest rates. Oh, who cares? Uh, R- Ron Paul came out and said, uh, crash of 29 is coming right around the corner, bigger than depression. Who cares? Uh, you know, Manafort and, and Trump and the press. Who cares? I mean, there's, there's nothing. You know, I, I, I read this, and then there is another story that comes out of China uh, China's detention camps mm. are now turning into forced labor camps and satellite pictures are now showing us that there are these giant work camps, these new factories. Let's keep in mind the official name is vocational training centers. So, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. 
um, they are now putting these these factories, mm. these happiness plants uh, <laughs> next to the vocation uh, training areas. Uh, and we've already got a million people, a million Muslims in these camps. They they have plans. They're building more. They have plans to put all 12 million into a camp. Now, the same thing is happening with Christians. Not on this scale yet. But if you read his if you read his words, they have to. I mean, his words made it absolutely necessary for them now to either kill him or make him comply when he says you know i have no king but god and i will not uh live by man's laws if they violate god's laws and i'm not afraid of what this regime will do they cannot have that this is why Jesus was killed. Jesus was killed for two reasons. One, this is my theory, Judas was looking for the typical Messiah, which the typical Messiah was a revolutionary. That's why the people cried out for Barabbas. Barabbas was not just a murderer. He was a revolutionary. He was a guy who says, I'm going to overthrow the government with violence. Okay. That's why his name is there. That's why he was he was the one put to the people because the people said, yes, we want revolution, but we want a violent revolution like Barabbas will give us. Not this not this imposter that talks peace. It's this is the most effective revolutionary tool, especially in a country where there is a Judeo-Christian value. But we are losing those values all across the West. We must use this holiday season to feel empathy again, to feel the struggle and the pain of others. If we can do that, we in the end will save ourselves and America will once again save the world. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So my wife, uh, my wife and I, we had a we had a conversation last night about what do we, you know, what do you want for Christmas? And uh, I just kept thinking the fish face guy, you know, Admiral, what's his name in uh, in Star Wars? It's a trap. <laughs> I don't want anything for Christmas. It's a trap. <laughs> um, my wife says, uh, you know, she didn't want anything. However, she has asked for an X chair. She's like, uh, you going to get one of those for me for my office? And I'm like, yes. I was going to say, no, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. X-chair, support, comfort. X-chairs made a huge difference in the comfort of everybody who sits in them. Uh, and we urge you to try out the new X-chair. Try it out. If you don't love it, they'll, they'll take it back. It's the new X-chair Basic, which is a lot less expensive. You're going to love it. 844-4X-chair. 844-4X-chair or xchairbeck.com. Save 100 bucks. Get a free footrest. Promo code BECK. Add on your blaze tv.com slash Beck subscription as well. That Christmas is the code for 20 bucks off. Get that in the X chair for Christmas. Good idea.
So there's some weird uh, Christmas miracle going on. There's weird science, and this has been happening for a while, but this year is truly astounding. More on trivia, uh, which we've played for years. Pat plays now on his program. Pat Gray joins us from uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, And it was right again this weekend it's 13 and 2 now 13 yeah. and 2 yeah, yeah 13 and 2 and this weekend it predicted the eagles win <laughs> over the 11 and 2 los angeles rams in los angeles yeah Eagles uh, were 13 and a half point underdogs, I believe. Now, Stu, even you didn't think the Eagles were going to beat the Rams. <laughs> no, I, never, I never think they're going to win any games, but that was really amazing. I mean, because we did more trivia kind of together on uh, on uh, Pat, fr- so Friday on, oh, Friday on, mm-hmm. uh, on Pat Gray Unleashed. And uh, I was, I, of course, rooting for the Eagles. But mm-hmm. I, I, as we went off the air, Pat's like, look, I mean, this is going to be the, the biggest tri- test of more trivia of all time. Like, I mean, the Eagles were not <laughs> supposed to win that game. Backup quarterback yet again with Nick Foles. There were 13 and a half point underdogs and one and one. So let me ask you, because Stu, you remember we've played this for 20 years. Yeah. 20 um, years. Yeah, almost. Um, and well, we played it 30 years ago, almost. Yeah. We were playing it, weren't mm-hmm. we? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it has, it's, it's always like this. It's always like this. And there are come times where, like that, when we first started playing it, that we would go, okay, there's no way the Eagles are going to win. And we'd be deep in a season and we'd say, let's and just. you want to protect the record. Right. <laughs> and so we're like, let's throw a bone. You know, we've only done that a couple of times because every time that happens, it's wrong mm-hmm. every time. Oh, you can't miss with the perfection. No, you can't you mess really, with the perfection of you really, more trivia. Seriously, you can't. you can't. Yeah, when you do, you're wrong. So, what is the, what are the odds that this randomly happens? One of our uh, listeners calculated the odds, and you know, I'm not smart enough to actually do the math on this, but he did, and it, he said it was a point zero three seven percent chance that this would randomly happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But it happens like this over and over and over uh-huh. again. Most if uh-huh. we, you know, we should go back and look because don't we, we have the website. Uh, we have a listener oh, yeah. that does yeah. more on. It was shut down for a while. I don't know if it's back up. I think it might be back up. They were going to okay. put it back up this year. Okay. So, uh, and, and it should have the record. And it's it's usually we had a the couple of overall bad. record would be pretty impressive. Yes, I think this is one of the better years. But you you guys have done fifteen and one in the past, yes. right? Yes, didn't that happen one year? Yeah, there's been a couple of years like that, but this is definitely one of the best of all yeah. time. I mean, it, it's incredible. And really, what was amazing, we did it for you know, I mean, fifteen probably straight years, um, and we've had some interruptions here and there, but. Every year, I believe, except for maybe one, was over 500. So they weren't all 15 and 2 type of years, but a lot of them were, you know, 10 and 5. If you would have placed money just on more on trivia, you would have made a lot of money. This year, you would have made a fortune. You'd make a fortune, especially betting against the spread like the Friday, like like this weekend's game. Oh, my jeez! And you'd never Amazing. do it. No, you never, never had. We've had a great record with Moron <laughs> Trivia for decades, and I've never heard a listener say, yeah, I put money down on it. Someone I, I last saw night. Did, yeah, somebody said, did this weekend. They won some money on it. Someone said they won a, they, they put a hundred. <laughs> Based on this. <laughs> yes. They just got to the point mm-hmm. where I'm just going to now bet on it. And they think they made this weekend $125, they said. Now, again, like if you did the money line bet. And I wouldn't want that. anybody to, you know, 
really put that anything on the line. No, because there's, uh, there's no. This <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> oh, I disagree. This is, I should. <laughs> there's <laughs> moron magic happening. If you have a put mortgage payment up, coming yeah, up and you don't think you can rent. make it, yeah. figure out how much you have to put down <laughs> to get that mortgage payment and bet it on more trivia's results. That's where I am at this point. After that game, I am I'm willing to go down uh, that road. Yeah, it's crazy. I may not be it's a amazing. financial advisor, but I mean, money line going into that game had to be seven, seven or eight to one. For the Eagles to win that had to be because um, again, thirteen point five points is the point spread. Like they're saying, well, will the Eagles get? They'll probably lose by about fourteen. They, you know, to win the game, you can get you can bet a hundred and win seven hundred or eight hundred. And uh, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that more on trivia nailed. So it to win one hundred and twenty, what did you maybe bet twenty bucks or something? Probably about yeah, probably yeah. about twenty bucks and win mm-hmm. one twenty five, something like that. Not a bad return Not on your bad for on this, your dollar for this listener. And this is what we do for listeners. We just we're just we're, we're enriching you. <laughs> we're with just gambling enriching you with <laughs> gambling advice. <laughs> Happy holidays yeah. from the Glenn Beck program. <laughs> I was saying this morning that if this if we actually encourage gambling based on this, I think I think the uh, the commission be investigating us right now. <laughs> well, I mean honestly, now that now that the you know Supreme Court ruled that no longer can the federal government control state decisions on gambling um just uh, this year and now because of that there's a big you know giant explosion into this market where a lot of new shows have launched and, mm. and networks are launching mm-hmm. based on hey here's some gambling you can now do it legally in several states and more are coming um I mean, maybe this just deserves its own show on, like, ESPN. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe more on trivia just goes on ESPN or Fox Sports <laughs> 1 and just is on all the time doing more on trivia. This is way more maybe accurate we than should the gamblers. Just, yeah, right. Maybe what we should do is just do more on trivia and uh, edit it down and then give analysis, real actual sports analysis on why that can't happen or is right or isn't right, <laughs> right. and then compare the analysis with the actual with the game, outcome. I, I, you could do it. Yeah, we could. You could do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year has been. In, I wish we had a network. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, wow. <laughs> we should. <laughs> we should. It is crazy. It is. It is. It shouldn't happen. I can tell you that. I mean, you know, because morons and there should not be no, able. The, the number of people that can't tell you who the president is <laughs> should have nothing to do <laughs> with a, with a score of a football game. We always get the people who are like, how do you guys do that? Like, how do you like you're obviously doing some trick. How are you finagling it? It's like we don't know the, the results of NFL games in advance. If we did, right. we would not be here talking to you. We would be living in <laughs> Vegas in like the biggest penthouse in the yeah. world it's ai, it's AI. Uh, we've developed we've developed uh, ai yes. we can get there we and can. it's one of the few things we haven't rigged we used to do games all the time where people would go how do you got well we rigged it but this is completely rigged free. right we should start calling this am i more that one might work better yeah it might work better okay uh so pat mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, We were just talking about how really there is nothing that you could possibly whine about and uh, feel good about yourself after reading about this this pastor in China and what he wrote. Oh, yeah. But go ahead. What do you have to whine about? I uh, I I find it fascinating that in uh, Great Britain, some school children are going to be taught now that all genders can have menstruation menstruation periods yeah oh wow um, it's a new yeah. sex education mm-hmm. uh 
lesson mm-hmm. that is a considered a victory for for transgender rights campaigners because they've been campaigning for this that boys and non-binary people uh, can have periods as well as females. No, they can't. What? No, Excuse they can't. Me? I'm sorry. I'm Wait. To... No, they can't. What? <laughs> no. Can you imagine if 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 you're sending your kids to school and you find out that they're being taught flat out lies anti-science anti-biology lies would you leave your your kids in that school there is well, no if way they're teaching global no warming way. yes yeah because right. they've got to get that truth i mean f- for how long have the right been called science deniers. science deniers um and now you've got the left that's continually denying science that boys and girls are essentially the same that they can actually have periods that fetuses aren't necessarily going to be human inside the womb all of these anti-science stands and why is it they're not tainted with any of that uh it's absolutely amazing to me menstruation must be inclusive of all genders no it must not no because it isn't so i don't i don't know how they get away with it um but this stuff tends to start in the uk and then kind of spread to the united states and i'm just kind of hopeful that people will stand up to this and maybe say nope. mm, no, no i don't think i don't think so i mean no. we, we were talking about this last week uh, we played a clip from 2008 of glenn talking about baby it's cold outside mocking the idea that people would think it was a date rape song right. and then here and we it, are and in 2018 reality. and you know that's it's amazing. the big topic of christmas i mean like when you see when you when the song comes on like that's what people think about now is whether mm-hmm. it's a date rape song or not I mean, the same thing. We could have easily done a bit in 2008 or 2004 or 2000 or before that where we would say, oh, at some point they're going to start saying that boys can have periods. And then you'd laugh. And then you'd laugh. Ha, ha, won't <laughs> but, that be ridiculous? That probably wouldn't actually happen. Right. And here we are. And here we are. It's almost like you don't recognize your country. Yeah. It's almost that every, like that. that. Everything that is you thought was solid is liquid. So valuable is the wow. uh, is addicted to outrage in this way because it, all this stuff we constantly say this about how what, it doesn't make any sense. How can this be happening? Mm-hmm. And it does explain. I mean, that is really the one of the reasons why you wrote the book of because it's postmodernism and it goes through why they try to do that. Why why the most ridiculous thing. Um, is the thing they target? You know, go back to the the old the old thing that they used to say: the bigger the lie, mm-hmm, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, the easier it is for for to get, to get people to believe. And in a way, it's like that. They don't target necessarily the the obvious point or the point that they have a good argument on. They specifically target the thing that they have no argument on mm-hmm. and try to make it obvious and mm-hmm. say it's so obvious so that people start coming along there, and then the rest of it's easy. Yeah. I mean, how far is it from from this to men can have children? Men can ha- be pregnant. Yeah, and they're already saying that. They're already saying that. Talk about this one. That. Miss Universe is a guy. Right. She didn't win, though, right? I thought she did. That's a, that was the update I saw. She did she actually win? I saw it was on last night, but I didn't. I yeah. Didn't so check real quick. Somebody check real quick. I I, I thought I had heard wow, this morning that true. she won or he won. He won. Although well, she's had the surgery, right? I think actually had the surgery right so and he's a good-looking woman yes does not look like right. let's I, say you know caitlin so, jenner so here's so here's the thing <gasps> oh, who is you magnificent say and beautiful magn- by the way she oh. is lovely she is absolutely she is, is she as lovely as michelle obama's arms not quite nothing is that lovely. all right okay nothing all right. okay uh, all but right. uh, very so close. here's the thing 
I, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this last night as I was uh, was reading about this, and I thought, okay, I, I don't, I, I don't know his story, his background, nothing. I don't want to hurt him. I mm-hmm. don't want to, you know, there's, there's nothing. I, I don't, I don't want to get involved in other people's lives. Okay, I just yeah. don't. Who am I to say? However, I'm really wrestling with. The reason why I say Caitlyn Jenner and not Bruce Jenner and the reason why I say Caitlyn Jenner is a she is because I don't want to I don't want to hurt his feet. You know what? He's gone through enough. Mm -hmm. If that's what makes him. But that uh, releasing that and not saying, no, I'm sorry, I won't disagree with science. Now, I try to make the you know, when you're having a conversation with somebody and you're talking about Caitlyn Jenner, and you're really seriously talking about Caitlyn Jenner, I do refer to her as him. Because you cannot change the, the biology of the body. You, you, he, is, mm. he is never, no matter what surgery is done, he will never be a she in a Petri dish. Never. Never. He will never have well, if you're a talking menstruation about biologically, cycle. Ever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Correct. right. But then there's, yeah. there's a legal aspect, right, uh, yeah. where that's a different story. I think, too, like the name is a different story, too. Like Lou Alcindor became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and we all called him Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Correct. People, by the way, people call me Stu. That ain't my that's name either. That's not your name. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where... The name is is less important uh-huh. when you're having a, a real conversation about biology. You're right; it's, well, it's something you have. You have facts or facts. Did you guys see that? You probably saw the story last week about the uh, school teacher who uh, had a transgendered person in class. They had the same person last uh-huh. year, and last year this person was a boy, and this year is a girl. Hmm. Changed the name and all of that. So the teacher said, "Look, I've got no problem calling this person by their new name." but I will not refer to them a- as a gender that they're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Now, I, won't, I won't say it either way, but I'm just not going to say her. And he got fired for of that. Of course. Fired for it. Well, you know what? He should. Um, he's being blessed. Yeah. He's being blessed, quite honestly. That's the only way you can look at it. If you, Took a principled ref- stand. If you refuse to comply because of science and God... Yeah, you're being blessed. Thanks, Pat. Um, let me talk to you a little bit about Simply Safe. Simply Safe is a great way to protect your home. Um, it is a uh, it's put together by this this group. I think they had about five people when they started with us. Yeah, a full five. But we could could have been yeah. a time. They, they could have offered it for us to invest. They didn't. I mean, we could have. Because now they're like a gigantic company. That's like, you know us better than that. We wouldn't have. We would have blown it. We would have, we would have shorted it. the stock. We would have somehow. been like, I don't know about this. Simply safe thing. Now they're huge, and um, and they started with us. And it's the same people. It's the same people, and they are still just as passionate and concerned about everything that they do. I love this company. Simply safe. You don't have to pay a middleman. You don't have to schedule a six hour window for installation to come by. You don't have, you know, a salesperson calling you. You just go to simplysafebeck.com. You look at uh, the uh, the the uh, systems that they have. You pick the right one. You customize it for you. You know how many windows you have. You know how many doors you have. 
you you install it. It takes you literally about 30 minutes. It's so simple to do. Uh, and the monitoring is fourteen ninety five or fourteen ninety nine a month. It's at simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Simplysafebeck.com. We have uh, we have a guest on next hour. I've started doing some research on something. The Mountain of Moses, um, Mount Sinai. Everybody thinks, oh well, we don't know where it is. Mm, not so. Uh, some a new discovery has been made or released information, uh, and our guest has been there, and it is phenomenal. If you think the Moses story didn't happen. Mm, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something has been kept under wraps by the Saudi government forever. Next. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. So a friend of the program called, um, I don't know, about two months ago and said, uh, Glenn, I have some information to share with your audience and, and I'd like your audience help on something. And okay. Send me information you have. So I started looking at it. and I thought this is ridiculous. There's no way this exists. If this exists, how come I don't know about it? Started doing my homework on it. It does exist. In fact, what it is, is so important to mankind. It is, it's game changing. What we're going to talk about in the, in the next half an hour or so is truly game changing for mankind and for you personally. And you will do what I did. There's no way this is true. And you will start doing your homework and realize it is. But it has never truly been seen and documented the way it should be because of political reasons. Stand by for a fascinating conversation that just might end up changing the way you view everything. This is the Glenn Beck Program. One minute away from that. Uh, let me first tell you about LifeLock. You know, we're in and out of the holiday seasons. We're buying things online. We're using our credit cards. Uh, you know, you you might go to a site that maybe you've never been to before. Uh, and you've got to be really careful. There's these bogus sites um, that... Um, uh, that are just trying to scam all of your information. Also, you're using your, uh, uh, your credit card online. Wi-Fi hackers are out. This is the time where we shop the most online and we get robbed the most online. Protect the threats against your identity and your devices now with LifeLock and new Norton Security. These are basic things at this point. You can't you cannot avoid taking these steps because the the old school way of like protecting just the stuff that you can get your hands on it's just not good enough anymore. No. You really have to go to the and take these extra steps. Now nobody can prevent all identity theft, cybercrime, or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But no matter the season, uh, LifeLock with now Norton Security is the right choice. <clears throat> they will detect the threats to you and your uh, devices that everybody else will miss. And 
at least I surely will miss. And they have saved me several times. Go to lifelock.com, use the promo code BECK, get an additional 15% off your first year. That's promo code BECK, extra 15% off at lifelock.com. So Ryan uh, Morrow is a is the director of the Clarion Intelligence Network, um, and he reached out about a project he is doing on the Mountain of Moses, Mount Sinai in Saudi Arabia. And Ryan, I have to tell you, I heard this and I thought that can't be. And then I started doing my homework on what limited information is out there, and it is stunning what is in Saudi Arabia. Welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be able to talk about this and, and really see this start to impact the world, because like you said, just so, so few people know about this, and of those that have heard about it, uh, they rightfully so assume it's crazy. But there are there is video evidence of this. Um, there's only been a few people that have seen it, very little evidence, and it's because it is pretty much on lockdown uh, with the Saudi government. I mean, literally, it's like a military installation base. Right. So uh, basically, the problem that uh, many people have grappled with is that at the traditional site for Mount Sinai in Egypt's Sinai Peninsula, uh, there's been very little evidence. And so that's led to an academic consensus uh, that the story is just made up, or at least 99% of it is exaggerated. Um, I remember when I was a, a young teenager, and I flipped through the Bible that I had and had notes in the side. One of the notes said that there, had, there was no evidence of the Exodus. I mean, that was in a Bible I had. Um, and it really just turns out, in, in, based on our research, uh, that they, we've all just been looking in the wrong spot. Um, it, the Bible's very clear that Moses fled to Midian, which would be northwestern Saudi Arabia, uh, the historian Josephus uh, said that Mount Sinai was the highest mountain located near a city that is today called Al-Bad in Saudi Arabia. And when you go to this location and you discard that conventional, traditional thinking, and you follow the story of the Exodus very literally, because it, it has directions in it, of them going north, south, left, right, and if you follow it very literally, you run into just about everything that that story talks about, uh, but the information has not gotten out because Saudi Arabia is a theocracy, it's very isolated, and then in regards to Mount Sinai itself within Saudi Arabia and some of these other sites that we'll talk about, uh, they are kept secret with fences, and they are patrolled by police. And so those who have uh, tried to go there um, have been arrested, they've had their evidence confiscated, uh, one guy, a highly controversial individual, Ron Wyatt, um, who went there in the late 1970s, he was held for 70 days. And then the next two guys who snuck in, Bob Cornuke and Larry Williams, they were then arrested as well and had their stuff confiscated. And then an American couple uh, that were working in the country, Jim and Penny Caldwell, started leaking out photos and videos from the area around Mount Sinai but remained anonymous. Um, but that was a while ago. And so there wasn't any modern-day footage or video, and so people forgot about the theory uh, until now. Okay. And so we've released this video that's about 25 minutes long um, online just this second. 
Okay, so Ryan, um, tell me what you have found and how you got the video. First, how did you get the video? Uh, well, I did go into Saudi Arabia three times. Um, we it, Really just a miracle happened where uh, I was very interested in this since a young age, and then it just fell into my lap. Um, and amazingly, uh, even with some things going wrong, we did have some encounters with Saudi police. Um, I was able to get in and out of the country safely three times, um, and we got stunning footage that's really never been seen before. And so now the entire world can see evidence of, for example, the golden calf worship, uh, the altar that Moses constructed at the foot of the mountain, just as the book of Exodus says. And it is, um, it's, it, what's stunning about this is it is, it is marked. It, it is marked with, with a golden calf, um, ancient markings, uh, and, you know, cows were not in Saudi Arabia. So there was no reason, no, no, no tribe later would do that because there weren't cows and so it's marked with cows. It's marked with a golden calf. It's clearly an altar. And what's stunning about some of some of these things is that they are behind this very high security fence that is marked around this entire mountain, which the the Bedouins and the and the locals call the mountain of Moses. Correct. Right. That's what's really amazing is that you get to northwestern Saudi Arabia and the first thing that Saudis will tell you after saying hello, because they're so happy to see an American that they've never met face to face, and they say, Did you know, do you know what's here? It's the mountain of Moses, Jebel Musa. Do you want me to show you? And I'll also show you the other areas where Moses and the Yahud, the Jews, walked. And so when you go there, this is common knowledge over there, um, which is really amazing. And many Saudis are also aware that we don't know about it. I spoke to a former jihadist contact of mine um, about this, um, and I was just telling what I was doing in Saudi Arabia, and he goes, yeah, Mount Sinai, Saudi Arabia, and it's covered up with the fences and the police. Yeah, we, we all knew about that when I was in the jihadist world. And from his perspective, uh, the reason for doing that wasn't just because of the geopolitical ramifications, but from his interpretation of strict Sharia law and those he hung out with, which included associates of Osama bin Laden, uh, the reason it's done is to preserve the sites, uh, mm-hmm. because if people start going and they start like taking sand and they, and they sell it, saying it'll do a miracle, it becomes idolatrous. And if it becomes idolatrous, according to Sharia law, you have to deny access and destroy everything. And they don't want to do that. So from his perspective, uh, Sharia law basically saved the site. And when you go there, I've got to tell you, you feel like you're in the exodus. It's just incredible. Okay. Um, when When we come back, I want you to describe some of the things that you saw and have captured on video and then what you are asking for help with, um, this is when you see the video, um, I, I can't tell you there's there is no place on Earth that I would rather go to no place on Earth than this. Uh, if I could go anywhere to actually stand in front of the things that I've seen just on Ryan's video. I would pay any price. Uh, This is truly, truly game changing uh, when it comes to faith. And we'll we'll continue our conversation here in just a second. 
Now, imagine you own a company whose biggest complaint was that the people who bought your product wish they had bought more of it. That doesn't suck. No. You'd feel pretty good about your product. That is the thing that happens when people buy a Liberty Safe. They always say the number one complaint. I wish I would have bought a bigger one. Oh, you know, if your wife has a lot of purses like mine nope. does, a lot of times you're going to need an extra safe to fit all <laughs> right. of them in. There's right. so many yeah, important sure. purses to protect. Right. They're the number one safe manufacturer in the nation. They've sold more than two million safes, and they have for a reason, because they, they lead the industry in technology and innovation. They have uh, military-style locking bars and heat-expanding fire seals that are second to none. I mean, it says volumes that uh, all of your important documents are in Liberty Safes. Yeah, this is where you put them. Yeah, we we have anything we have from George Washington, from Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, all of these things in a Liberty Safe because I trust it. I trust that it is going to uh, it could be picked up by a a tornado and drop someplace and everything's going to be safe inside. I've seen it. It could be, you know, everything could be burned down by a fire and it will still be okay because I've seen it. They come with a lifetime warranty. So no matter what you have to put in your Liberty Safe, make sure you get a Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com. They offer 12-month interest-free credit. Uh, If you are approved, it is LibertySafe.com. LibertySafe.com. Ten-second break for Station ID. This is the Glenn Beck Program and Ryan Morrow, the director of the Clarion Intelligence uh, Network, uh, is uh, telling us about what is in the desert of Saudi Arabia and uh, what he is needing our help for. Um, So, Ryan, first tell me, um, take me through your trip. What did you see? Sure. Well, uh, the first thing that we saw is where the likely Red Sea crossing happened. And when you look at uh, maps of that area, of the underwater area, what you'll see is that there's actually a path going from Egypt into Saudi Arabia. So if the waters parted, you would have to have somewhere that you can walk that wasn't too steep. And that's there and only right there. And what's crazy about this is it's, it's kind of elevated a bit. Um, and so the Jews, when if you ever study Torah with Jewish people, they interpret the waters parting differently. It is that the water was swept up. So it was the wind that was blowing and the water was swept up and kind of piled up on top of each other. Um, and so it's not a it's not like you see in the Ten Commandments with two, uh, you know, two walls of water. Right, right. It's just swept up and that reveals the dry land. Well, that's a lot of water to sweep up unless there is this underwater bridge and it's there and it's from one side of the water to the other. If the water was swept up, it is a perfect path to Saudi Arabia. It's crazy. And, and the army of the Egyptians would drown if the waters came back because it's wide enough for a population to walk. But if you're pushed over to the sides, it becomes real deep. And so you, the waters coming down would kill the people and also would drown them. Um, and, and so it makes logistical sense at that point. Um, and then after that, we know from the book of Exodus that uh, they go uh, to Mara, but then they also go to a specific spot called Elam. Uh, where they come across 12 wells and 70 palms. 
you follow the directions in the book of Exodus, you come to this area, it's an oasis that has many more palms than that because they multiply over time, but to this day, 12 wells. And when you go there, there will be Saudis saying, this is Elam. This is where Moses and the Yehud, the Jews, came. Then you leave there and you follow the exact directions of the Bible. And what do you find? Uh, what's visually the most amazing point um, is basically called the split rock, uh, with the miracle where Moses comes up to a rock because the people are ready to revolt against them because they're ready to die of thirst. And, and God tells them to go up to a rock and strike it with his rod. And then there's an earthquake and a little bit of a rumble, and then water pours forth and it relieves the Israelites. And that rock appears to still be there. Uh, when you go to this area, you will see a massive split rock with it signs is... of water erosion coming down from it onto the ground where a lake formed. Okay, so you, so you, so you understand this is crazy. It's not a mountain. It's just this giant rock on this, like, pile of rocks and this huge rock, um, and it's split from top to bottom. It's in the desert. But as Ryan just said, right at where the rock is split, there's water erosion. So there is it's clear that the rocks on the ground that that, you know, are in front of this rock, a mighty water ran from that point down into the valley for a very long time. Because you can see, you know, how many how, how long does it take to water erode rocks? It's yeah. it's actually smooth where the water flowed. It's crazy. Yeah, and nearby there are inscriptions uh, that appear to be proto-Hebrew, including images of a foot in a sandal with proto-Hebrew writing. That means the sole of your foot. Now, the reason that makes sense is because of the biblical verse where uh, God told the Israelites, uh, wherever your foot, the sole of your foot touches, I'm going to, that's going to be your land. Um, and so there are these proto-Hebrew inscriptions of basically the Israelite tribal sign right in this area. And the local Saudis, um, at least those that will talk to you rather than kick you out of the Split Rock area, they refer to this area either as the water of Moses or the split rock of Moses. Mm. Okay, so then you move on, and what do you come to? That's where you get to uh, what the locals call the mountain of Moses, Jebel Musa. And the top of it, in a real visually reminiscent um, feature uh, of God descending upon it like a fire, the top of it is black. Now, there's some people that say that that's just a natural thing. It's not evidence of, of supernatural phenomena. But I've got to tell you, visually, it's very distinct. And just on that level alone, you look at it, and it's just breathtaking. Okay, so now I, I, saw some, I saw some video, and I didn't notice that black anywhere else on any other mountaintop or mountainside or anything else. Did you? I did, yes. You um, could see that black I elsewhere. Could. Yep. Okay. Just in that immediate area, I could. But, I mean, who knows how big, if that phenomenon happens and there is to be evidence at the top of the mountain of that, who knows how big that was. I mean, maybe it's, it would have been more than just that peak. We don't really know. Okay. Um, so it's hard to tell. But then in front of this mountain, just like, and you can just imagine Moses coming down from the mountain and seeing the people worshiping the golden calf based on where it is visually, that's where you have uh, a site of, golden calf worship 
or at least bull worship. And the local custom is that that's where that story took place. And you can see these petroglyphs of people worshiping cows on this stand where the golden calf would have been at the top. And there's a circular area on the top that maybe, you know, speculatively, could have been where the golden calf was smashed into powder because you can see it was worn down at the top. And then there's an altar in front of it. Again, just like the Bible says. Okay, give me the give give the audience a scope of how large this is because it's enormous. Yeah, I don't have the measurements in front of me, but you climb it basically. You can climb it, um, and you get to the top of it. And if the golden calf was on the top, then the local population of Israelites that turned against Moses uh, would have seen it, and so it makes sense. But also, that was a brief episode. In, in the book of Exodus. So you w- if it was too large and there were too many petroglyphs, it actually wouldn't match the story. So what you see is uh, a limited amount of intense human activity uh, that uh, apparently just was limited to that one spot and then suddenly stopped. From there, you, if you walk towards the foot of the mountain, you see uh, an altar of uncut stone. You can see where the animals would have been brought up through animal shoots. And about... 12 marble pillars. Now, why is that important? According to this book of Exodus, Moses builds an altar of uncut stone with no steps at the foot of Mount Sinai and erects 12 pillars to represent the tribes of Israel. And that's right there at the foot of the mountain. It is astonishing, um, and it has been preserved by the Saudis and protected by the Saudis. When you see the the lengths they have surrounded this entire gigantic mountain with security fence, it is literally like a military operation um, and you can't go anywhere. And it says because of archaeological reasons, but it's in English and Arabic uh, and you're not allowed. It's not been really seen before. So. Um, can I hold you over for one more uh, break here, Ryan? Sure. Um, we want to work on a a project with uh, with Ryan, um, and he wants to bring this evidence out, and you can see everything that we're talking about. He's just released a website. We're going to give you that website when we come back. You'll be able to see some of this stuff, and. Roll up your sleeves and help us get to work on spreading the word on this when we come back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. Uh, do you change your filters? Because I didn't. Um, and I, you know, I can preach about it. Oh, you know, it's bad for your HVAC system. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, now that I have filter by. Uh, I have subscribed to the auto renewal, so it just comes, you know, every few months when I'm supposed to change my filter. And so I just take it off the front porch and I pop it in the filter, throw the old one away, and I don't ever have to think about it. This is the way of the future. (laughs) Change your filters. You don't have to go to the store anymore. You don't have to think about it. You can choose from over 600 sizes, all made here in America. They ship within 24 hours. And uh, and you're going to save 5% if you do the auto-subscribe, which will send it to you. That's the best thing. Do it now. Go to FilterBuy, FilterBuy.com. Take this off your honeydew list, FilterBuy.com.
Subscribe to The Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Beck. Use the promo code BeckChristmas. You're going to get 20 bucks off. Oh. Back with more uh, Ryan Morrow here in just a second. There is a, um, you know, there's a, the, a popular way to dismiss the Bible is to say there's no evidence. There's no evidence. Well, there's all kinds of evidence. But on one of the biggest stories of the Bible, Moses and the Exodus and Mount Sinai, there is no evidence. However, we have found now that there is evidence and it is being protected by the Saudis. And you're not allowed to see it. You're not allowed to go there. It's protected by a fence. The locals call it Mount Sinai, the mountain of Moses. It has all of the markings from the Red Sea. If you just follow the directions in the Bible to the mountain and you see all of the things that are said to be seen in the Bible and it's not, well, I guess that could be. No, no, no. It's clearly that. So this is either an elaborate ancient, I don't know, hoax or Disneyland uh, for, you know, travelers to come and say, hey, look, and this is the Mos- mountain of Moses right here, <laughs> right here. And Walt Disney is, you know. Be, yeah. b- b- making audio animatronic uh, calves. <laughs> it's good for a tourism board, right? <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, or this, is, there's something to this. Ryan Morrow is uh, the director of the Clarion Intelligence Network. I want to give you the video that you can go and see this. It's Sinai in Arabia. S-I-N-A-I in Arabia. Sinai in Arabia.com. Go there now and just look at the footage it is stunning that you've never heard of this uh ryan i this is it's interesting looking at this because i think what you've put together is a really interesting theory with a lot of evidence and you kind of point this out a couple times in 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 the piece where you're saying like we don't have we don't know for sure about all this stuff this is but it all fits what is the level of acceptance when it comes to the church and and, and religious uh, experts Scholars. and historians? Like, do they believe this is plausible? Do they believe this is re- is reality, or is this something you kind of just came up with on your own and you're kind of s- want to see how they react? <laughs> uh, no, I mean I'm not even the first person to to go to right. the mountain, and so the theory's been out for a few a few decades. Um, but it, I think it is gaining more mainstream acceptance. There are some scholars who have said it's possible or likely. They obviously wouldn't want to commit 100%. Uh, you do come across uh, the problem of conventional thinking and uh, people with credentials being taught a certain way, and so they just stick to the traditional site. But then those same people will almost always admit that there's no evidence at the traditional site. So I think the problem is, is that people just don't know everything that's there. Um, and of those that I talk to, once they understand what's there, they say, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of got to be it. Um, uh, one thing I'd add is that this actually is separate from Clarion Project, where I work, just so, just so that I'm, uh, I keep my bosses happy. Um, so this was an independent project. Um, but speaking to the earlier point uh, about people not knowing about this, that's why I think this, even this radio segment right now could be a historical moment, because the ramifications of this are just... 
massive on, on a personal level and even geopolitically. And so I encourage people to go to SinaiInArabia.com. Um, and hopefully the Blaze um, social media accounts can also send out the direct link to the YouTube video um, that you can search uh, called Finding the Mountain of Moses that just went live. And I hope people watch it uh, on Christmas with their families and with their churches, um, because uh, I think for a lot of people, um, especially including myself, it really brought me to a whole new level of confidence in my faith, but also understanding of my faith, and that you can't put a price on. And you weren't somebody who is who you know you say in the video that you know you're you're not a man of perfect faith and you you struggle with it from time to time true absolutely i still have atheist days because i'm just that cynical by nature (laughs) so what was it like for someone like you to stand there i mean i honestly uh, ryan i've done all kinds of amazing things i'd give my right arm to be able to go stand there (laughs) i I still am stunned. Like, it's still not real to me that it happened, because I think of when I was, like, 14 years old reading about this and and becoming just so interested in it, but never thinking, oh, I'd ever actually go there. It was a dream, not a goal, because uh, a goal is something achievable. This wasn't achievable. And then just out of nowhere, I get this opportunity, and I go three times. I even, I even brought my mother, actually. Um, and when I stood there, I just felt really unworthy and also confused as to why i'd be granted this opportunity um and so it's a it's a weird feeling and even beyond just seeing the evidence up close the crazy amount of coincidences that were required to happen to get me there and to get me back safely even when things went wrong that's more stunning to me than even the evidence i saw right in front of my face Right, I will tell you that I, when I first got this proposal in front of me, I thought, okay, um, you know, let me see it. Uh, when I saw saw it, and then I started doing my own homework on it, I feel compelled to make sure everyone in this audience sees this. I do believe this is game changing. I, I think this is one of those moments uh, in history that um, you know, we, here we are, people who are struggling with our faith. And this is kind of like the ma- a massive gift of, okay, well, explain this. You, you say there's no evidence. You say there's this. You say there's that. Okay, fine. Explain this. I've kept it from the world for this long and preserved it. So tell me about this. And in and I mean it is it it's, it's I mean it just can't be it's it's a you know a four thousand year old hoax if it's a hoax. Uh, it is, it's remarkable. And I think what adds so much credibility is the fences around it. <laughs> you yeah. know, the, the Saudis saying in Arabic and English, this is a, an important archeological site, no trespassing. And they mean it. They're, they're backing that up. And anybody who has goes to jail for a long time and no pictures are allowed out. Right, which is also why uh, I view it as a, as a bit of a miracle that I did not end up in jail. Um, I saw the police. I, inter- I encountered them on a few occasions. 
Um, but there are just tremendous opportunities happening that haven't even been publicized yet. There are things that we have not released um, that we are working on, uh, things that have been found uh, that just need more research and, and we weren't ready to come forward with. Um, and so that's why uh, we are asking people to, if they feel compelled to do so, to donate at SinaiInArabia.com so that we can do further research. Uh, but more importantly, the Saudis are constructing a super city. And in the middle of that super city is all of this stuff, including Mount Sinai. Um, and if that construction goes forth, we run the risk of evidence being destroyed, damaged, or you can't excavate because no one's even brought a shovel to this place and started digging yet. And if you have buildings there, you obviously can't do that. So we want to engage the Saudis to get them to modify their plans and also partner with them and make them understand that it is in their economic interests to open this up, preserve it all, preserve the plain where the Israelites camped, not just the mountain, and so preserve it, allow outside access, and don't do anything that could ruin it or destroy evidence. And that construction I saw going on when I was there. It's happening quickly. Okay. So if you want to be a part and you want to uh, help fund this project, go to SinaiInArabia.com. You will also find the video link there. You can also uh, look for the link on YouTube, and that is In Search of the Mountain of Moses. Is that right? It's Finding the Mountain of Moses, um, the real Mount Sinai in Saudi Arabia. I'll be tweeting it out as well. Okay, and we'll tweet that out, yep. and we'll make sure that it's at the blaze and, and everything else. Uh, Ryan, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for beginning a a profound journey, at least in my life, and I think a profound journey in many people's lives. Thank you so much, and glad you made it back. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Those words mean the world to me. So thank you so much, and we'll keep you posted. You got it. Uh, it's Ryan Morrow. Again, uh, com. Fascinating. I, I can't wait. We'll get to the other side of the commercial break, and, uh, and we'll discuss this because I find this fascinating. Anyway, uh, I want to tell you about a game you can play for the holidays. It's Say Anything. Uh, we decided that we're going to take a, 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 a drive uh, this holiday. We're going to drive uh, cross-country, uh, which we have not done for a long, long time. And Tanya said, and, and we start our no uh, electronics at all, except for the GPS, for a month in the next couple of days. What? Yeah. You're going to do that? Yeah. At the request of my son. Really? My son came to me and said, uh, Dad, can we all get off for a month? And I said, is this a trick? <laughs> and he said, think of, think of the wisdom here. He said, you know, I play a game, and the more I play, I enjoy it. And the more I play, the worse I feel afterwards. Hmm. And I said, we're in. Very true. We're in. Um, okay. Uh, so we're looking for games and everything else. One of the games that we're packing in the car, Say Anything. Say Anything is a great game. It really, it is a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. And it also has like a way of like understanding how other people in the family think about you. Do you ever get anything negative out of that? I'm wondering. Or uh, hey, they, they, you realize that they think you're completely insane. No, my kids or, tell me that. In, uh, right, uh, we're very frank okay. and very sarcastic. Yeah. And so once in a while I have to say, 
You being sarcastic? No, Dad. I think you are a fat, insane man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, all he right. was telling me that when we were on tour. He was out on tour with us, and Rafe just kept bringing it up. Just, <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, say anything. Grab it at uh, the toy section at Target. It's a fun game to play. Play it with your families during the holidays. It is Say Anything, available now at Target. Isn't it, uh, isn't it interesting that uh, at a time where our faith is waning, um, that we would get a gift like this of this evidence now of the real Mount Sinai? When you see the, I, I urge you to go to SinaiInArabia.com or Finding the Mountain of Moses on YouTube and and see the evidence that is in Saudi Arabia and has been protected uh, behind, you know, razor wire for decades. People have taken pictures of it. People have taken video. Uh, a little of it has been sm- uh, smuggled out in the past, but most people have had everything taken from them, uh, and they have gone to jail uh, for taking pictures of all of this. Um, it's remarkable and. It's interesting to me that it is coming out now when people need faith more than ever or will soon. And here's something that can bolster your faith a great deal. I mean, this is mind boggling. If you look at this and you really research this out, you know, what else is it? What else could it be? And you know, maybe it's not, but... Um, and you don't necessarily have to believe in the supernatural to know that story is true. But, uh, wow, it's stunning. It seems like, too, there was a lot of access. I mean, technology bridging these gaps where, like, they were able to take drones to places where maybe they couldn't actually get to. Uh, mm-hmm. And it seems they've got a lot of sort of close-up footage of places you wouldn't necessarily think they'd get access to. And I, it's interesting, too, the Saudi Arabian sort of connection here because... They don't want a, a world in which, uh, you know, if let's just say Muslim extremists from their country were to come in and destroy destroy all. this site, right? Like that's a huge hassle for them. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's not something they want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, you know, it, it almost seems like in, in a way they're protecting it, right? Like they're so they are. I mean, I, but they're the, also the keeping is. keeping people away from it, which is Correct. not not so positive. Correct. But I can kind of understand their motivations, there. right? And he said also the Muslim extremist motivation is. If it becomes a place of worship, then it has to be destroyed. So they want to preserve it uh, by not allowing people to see it, which is so screwed up thinking. But um, uh, what's new on Islamic extremists? Um, uh, so everybody has a a reason for preserving it. What's crazy is nobody's ever taken a a brush to this. Nobody's there's been no archaeological digs. This is the stuff on the surface and it's phenomenal when you see the video. I mean, certainly like the carvings and stuff in the rock are very visible. And and the split rock? Split, yeah. And, and the rock and then the water? I don't know if his video shows it, uh, but the, the but you can see in uh, in photographs the, the, the smoothness of the rock as it came down one side. Again, it's in the middle of the desert. There shouldn't right. be water. Coming out of a rock? Right. A split rock? Right. There? Right on the way to the mountain of Moses? It's crazy. It's just crazy. 
these I love these stories where there there's this thing that everyone knows the truth on, and then someone comes out with a new theory. Even when I don't buy the new theory, I think it's interesting to read. Have you heard the theory about the Titanic? There's a new story out on the Titanic that it's not what you think it 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 was that that yes it did strike the iceberg but that was only part of the problem of why it uh why it sank and the court records actually show that this is true and it's a part of history you've never heard before what what i mean what was they just like took a wrong gps sent them right right into the well, right why iceberg? were they what why were the... they steaming full speed ahead into the iceberg right but... never been never been understood they Full steam ahead with the icebergs there? Why would you do that? There's there's new or really, really old evidence out uh, that there was a very good reason for them to be steaming full steam ahead when they hit that iceberg. Uh, and uh, you're just going to have to wait to hear it when we... What if I don't want to wait well, to hear it? You're just going to have to... Well, it's a modern age. I guess you could Google it, but <laughs> but if you're it's, driving or too lazy, but if you want a really good story told around it, this is where you this is where you need to go. We'll do that coming up in just a second. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to tell you about something that you should either end your day with or um, start your morning with, and that is the news and why it matters. If you like this show, you're going to love the news and why it matters. It's a bunch of us that all get together at the end of the day and just talk about the stories that matter to you and your life. The news and why it matters. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcast. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mm -hmm. It is now exactly two weeks until the end of 2018. Year is coming to a close, but the market sell-off isn't. I have a feeling that I haven't had since 2007. Get ready for a long 2019. Now, how bad is it going to get? Well, here are just a few of the buzzwords and phrases that analysts were throwing around around this weekend to describe what they believe is coming next. Quote, a flurry of sell-offs. A sign of the things to come. A precursor to an epic market collapse. And my favorite, Shades of 1929. Sure, it sounds like fun, but shouldn't we know more about it? We begin there in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Never more than uh, uh, 30 to 60 seconds away from uh, content on the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, let me just tell you quickly about FilterBuy. FilterBuy is, uh, is the site, I, you know, and I proudly announce that I'm a slug. I'm an absolute slug. I mean, you didn't need to announce it. People kind of can just observe, kind of marinate in that and soak it in, mm-hmm. realize that mm-hmm. it's true. But yeah, you are admitting it. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I don't like I'm not good at anything. I'm not handy mm-hmm. at yep. uh, anything. All, I same mean, story. Mm-hmm. My wife said, um, you know, do you think it's a good idea to drive across country? And I said, why? And she said, do you even know where the spare tire is? Mm. And I said, nobody, you do. Get that lazy butt out of the car. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so if you oh. have to, if you have to change your filter, it helps to know where the filter machine is. The filter machine. Mm-hmm. You are wow, t- almost a, a, a heating and cooling con- uh, technician at well, this point. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Man. No, it's, yeah. it's true. I, to the point, I'm, I'm at to the point where I, I don't even change them anymore. 
I just like, you know, every once in a while we'll have a project that like a handyman we need for something like that, which is pretty much every project in our house at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And including now, I just wait to change them until we have something else going on with a handyman. I can just toss it in like, oh, yeah, and we have the. We have the filter by uh, just just throw those in there too while you're while you're you here. You are so lazy. You are so lazy. <laughs> totally. All right, here's the thing: you can choose from over 600 filters. They have something that'll fit you or your business. Uh, you know, your home or your business. Um, they'll even you know custom make them for them. They turn them around in 24 hours. They're all made here in the United States, and you get five percent off if you have the auto subscribe. So auto replacement, the filter comes to your door when you're supposed to replace it. I can't believe I thought I was a slug. No, the actual slug is Stu. I'll pick it up from the front door and I'll go and just replace it and throw wow. the old one out. Yeah. What an amazing man yeah, you are. Yeah, that's me. I'm where, a real man. Where's the book, the history book about you? Filter by filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Okay, so uh, the umbrella group for the world's central banks, the Bank of International Settlements, put out a little under-the-radar warning yesterday, which isn't really pretty. They're saying that the market sell-off that has uh, been going on the past few months is not isolated, and it's about to get worse, and it isn't stopping anytime soon. Now, you would think, let's see, NBC, 6 in 10 Americans say Trump isn't telling the truth. That's on MSNBC. Fox, President Trump and the Democrats clash over the border wall. I mean, what are we doing? What are we talking about? The, the, the Bank of International Settlement, Settlement said, by the way, buckle up, it's going to be really bad. Ron Paul went on CNBC last week. He said the developments we're seeing right now could be leading to something that is, quote, quote worse than 1929. I believe this, and I have felt it for uh, a while. I felt like I felt in 2007, and I'm going to explain all of it when we get to the other side of the holidays. But there are eight things that I think we need to concentrate on, and strangely, none of them are Donald Trump's tweets. No? No. What would the Uh -uh. media do? No. Or, you know, even impeachment. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Small potatoes in comparison to what is coming. People should be talking about this. Uh, it is eerily familiar to 2008 when the big banks were fudging their financial statements to give the appearance that everything was okay. But quantitative easing since 2008 and the financial crisis, meaning quantitative easing, is just printing money and injecting money into the system. It's coming for a reckoning now. And the Fed is planning on making three rate hikes in 2019. The U.S.-China trade, uh, that war, is still uh, going forward. The economy is slowing towards recession. China is in real trouble, real trouble. They released their their financial statement, and it shows, I don't remember what it is, 4.8 growth or something like that. That was in the fives. Fives, yeah. 5.8, maybe 5. it's 5.8. Yeah. So their growth, anything under 8 or 10 is a disaster for them. And if you actually look at those numbers, it's horrible for China. Horrible. If those are the official China numbers, what are the actual China numbers? If that's what they're releasing, and it shows they are in deep, deep, deep trouble. The whole world is. 
The White House also is estimating now that this year's budget deficit budget deficit will be one point one trillion dollars. That's four percent of our GDP. Now, can we go back and look at the last time that we spent over four percent of GDP? When was the deficit over four percent? There are only uh, four times. 1933, that was the actual crash, okay? In 1933, um, the crash of 29 had happened, and then Roosevelt is elected in uh, 33, and it uh, takes a massive, a massive crash uh, again. 1942, 1983, and 2009. Now, 33... FDR's attempt to get out of the Great Depression because he enacted the New Deal. So he's elected. He comes in. He does the New Deal. It just changes the economy. Fundamentally, we're spending 4% of the GDP. That's the Great Depression. 1942, 1983, 42, we know. We're building airplanes. 1983, that's the height of the Cold War. 2009 was the bank bailout over the crash. Biggest bailout of of our history. Those are the only times we have spent 4% of our GDP or over 4% of our GDP in deficit spending. We're doing it next year. Why? What are we getting out of it? You should note the economy is actually good, too. Right. I mean, I, <laughs> what happens when the insurance what, what happens when the interest rates go up? Yeah, they did. The uh, the highest deficit in history was for a month was November of 2018 in the middle of a really good economic boom. Right. I mean, and this is not a you know, we're not in the Great Depression right now. We are neither at war. Nor are we responding to a recent devastating crash, but we are spending right now as if we were. Let me rephrase that. A GOP government that controls all branches of government is spending money at record levels not seen since the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor or the recovery from both the Great Depression and the Great Recession. This they're calling this bubble, you know, it was the Internet bubble. Then it was the housing bubble. You know what this bubble is called? The everything bubble. I dubbed this when we were at CNN. This bubble was the bubble to end all bubbles. We called it the money bubble. Anything having to do with money is going to crash. It now has an official name. It's the everything bubble. And when it crashes, expect possibly worse than 1929. The question that you have to be prepared for is, is this the year? Is this the year it crashes or is it next year? But it will crash at some point. It is why China is building a a prison for their people. Because they know a crash is coming and they are afraid of their people. And so they have to have total control by what year? 2020. What a surprise. This crash, I'm telling you now, will come by 2020. 
but we're going to help you through it. We're going to show you what to do. We're going to show you how to lessen its effects on you and your family coming in January. I got to get to the I got to get to the story, too, of the Titanic, because uh, there's new information about. Well, actually, really old information about the Titanic. Is it scary that the eco- economy monologue led you to a Titanic? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> thinking of sinking ships in the middle of the ocean. Let me tell you about the Titanic. All right, let me tell you about Simply Safe. Simply Safe, really pretty minor issue here. Uh, it's just about the safety of your family, uh, safety that's of it. your stuff, but that's it. Yeah. That's it. You work hard to uh, get the stuff that you have in the house. You might want to make sure that people aren't stealing it. And maybe, I don't know, your your family Kids members yeah, also mm. maybe being safe or whatever that is. I mean, yeah. it's the holidays. I guess you want to keep them safe for yeah. now. And that you're not spending a buttload of money. Here's the thing. You're going to be so, and you have to just read Addicted to Outrage. You cannot be outraged by this because it was the way the world was. (laughs) But you are spending way too much money on your home security now. I don't know what you're paying. 30 bucks a month? 50, 60? A lot higher than that in a lot of places, too. Yeah. So, I mean, anything over $14.99, and it's too much because that's the Simply Safe rate. $14.99, Fourteen ninety nine, and you're not locked into a contract. You can cancel tomorrow if you wanted. You can take it today and say, "I want it till uh, the end of uh, December, and then I don't want it anymore." Fourteen ninety nine, and you don't have to do like a, a money pit style renovation of your home to install it. <laughs> right, you install it. It's really easy. It's all wireless. You plug the thing. You plug the base in, and it tells you, "Okay." Take this out of its box. Hey, stupid. Yeah. Unwrap it first and plug it in or something. Yeah, Actually, it's it's, 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 it's smarter than you are, yeah. uh, but get used to it because everything's your refrigerator is going to be smarter than you are uh, very, very soon. Anyway, 24 professional 24 seven professional monitoring, fourteen ninety nine a month. You own the system. Just get it now. Great savings for the holidays. Simply dot com. That's simply dot com. Ten seconds. Station ID. This is um, this been a weird uh, show today and kind of a weird weekend. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, earlier today, we had uh, Ryan Morrow on, and he was granted access. I don't even know how. I don't want to ask any questions um, to places where you are not allowed to go in Saudi Arabia. And he was in search of the mountain of Moses, Mount Sinai, the real Mount Sinai. There's been speculation that a lot of this archaeological uh, evidence has been kind of hidden by the Saudis for a long time. And some pictures have been smuggled out uh, over the last probably 30 or 40 years. But he got in and he took high resolution uh, photos and video of the mountain of Moses. And it is unbelievable the calf the altar of the golden calf it's there with the hieroglyphics on it and uh and it's behind a high security fence that the saudis have fenced this entire mountain off um so nobody can get in they've never done an archaeological dig but they've done the entire mountain and it says in arabic and english uh no entry um you know prison sentence for entering it's an archaeological site all of the locals call it the mountain of Moses. 
It has everything, including the exodus across the Red Sea, and you can see how it happened. And it actually matches the way if you're if you're in synagogue and you're listening to a rabbi, the way he talks about the parting of the sea. It works in this case. The movie doesn't work. But the way the the Jews believe that the seas were parted is perfect for what they found. And you can see all of the evidence. It's remarkable. Spread this uh, to everybody you know. Go to Finding the Mountain of Moses uh, on YouTube. We'll tweet it out. We'll post it on The Blaze. But you've got to spread it to all of your friends. It's amazing. It's amazing what they found. Um, but there's a couple of other things. Did you see the burial site in Egypt of that high priest? Have you seen this? Mm. New tomb has been discovered. Um, and they say that it is, um, that it is, it's never been opened before. So it's untouched and it's really cool. Just the chamber that they found, they found this chamber and it's, you know, got the carvings and the hieroglyphics and it's, it's pretty impressive. But when they opened it up for the first time, they said untouched, but there's nothing in it. There's no body. There's nothing. So they started using ultrasound. And I think they found five chambers off to the side. They have not opened them yet. But they're saying this is this may be one of the most significant finds since King Tut. Then another story came to my attention this weekend, and that's on the Titanic. How did the Titanic go down? It hit an iceberg um, because Leonardo DiCaprio was doing something. <laughs> right, and, distracting yeah, everyone. And Kate Winslet let him die. That's right. how I remember the story. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, and why it hit the iceberg, but why did it? I mean, it didn't have enough lifeboats. Why? Because they were incompetent? No, they were just cocky. And then they, they threw them off because they wanted to make it look look uh, look better. And right? they said this was unsinkable because mm-hmm. it was the first ship to have compartments. Okay, so Mm -hmm. if a hole in the ship, it should have just filled up two compartments and then it was fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But what happened? Um, Well, the iceberg tore up the whole thing. And uh, yeah, not exactly. It and and actually the it weakened the walls uh, between the compartments. And so it started to cascade. And yeah. Okay. well, there's now I would I hate to say new evidence, really old evidence that this didn't have to happen. For instance, why was the Titanic speeding uh, in the middle of the night around icebergs full steam ahead? Why would you do that? You'd want to be careful. You'd go slow, slow. just in case something unforeseen was to correct. Occur. You have time to stop and you're not going to be you're not going to hit an iceberg, right? You go very, very slow, especially at night. But it was full steam ahead. Why? There's photographic evidence now and evidence from the trial that has never really been exposed or, you know, uh, talked about before. There's this photo of the Titanic as it is leaving dock in, where was it, Liverpool. And as it's leaving dock, there's this photograph and you see, and it's in exactly the same place where the iceberg hit. And you see this black line uh, on the hull. Apparently, there was a coal fire. 
You know what's that? What's that town in uh, in Pennsylvania that's been on fire since like 1967? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know the name of the town, but I've okay. seen it before. You can see like the smoke coming out from the earth, and everyone had to move away. And yeah. right, you can still go there, mm-hmm. but parts of it are you know uh, uh, closed off. But it's a ghost town now, and it's in Pennsylvania, and it's because I don't remember how it started, but a coal fire started underground, and it's just burning, and it, you can't put them out. You just can't put a coal fire out. So it's been burning since 67. Well, there was a coal fire in the one compartment where they kept all the coal for the engine. And it apparently had been burning before they left. But the White Star Line had uh, a problem financially because the Titanic was so expensive. They had just put another ship out and that ship had a problem. And so they weren't making any money. And if the Titanic didn't set sail, it would go bankrupt. So they looked at the coal fire and they said, ah, don't worry about it. You know, put it out on the way or, you know, when you get to America, you can try to put it out. Uh, But we're going to be shoveling that coal anyway. So just just shovel the coal in. Well, it started getting worse and worse on the trip over. And so they wanted to burn all of the coal. They wanted to get rid of that to try to put that fire and make it more manageable because it was raging. So they were shoveling coal that was already on fire into the engines. They had to burn it full steam ahead. Okay, so that's why it was going full steam. And this is all in in court records. When it hit the iceberg, it hit in the same place where that the metal had been weakened from this fire and it was a little more brittle. And so it popped some of the, uh, some of the uh, rivets in between the compartments. And so the compartments had been weakened by this coal fire. So it was a combination of the iceberg and the coal fire. And you could make a case that the coal fire played a bigger role than the iceberg did. How do we not know that? It's in I, it's in the trial records. Really? So it's not even like a theory per se. No. It's pretty much known to be true. We just didn't understand the scope of Correct. it. Correct. That's bizarre. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. I I'm surprised. I I guess there was a journalist and as I'm kind of looking at it as you're telling the story, he there's a journalist that put together like a documentary on it uh and tried to, you know, make it more of a widely spread understanding of of the Titanic. It would be an interesting guy to talk to. Because oh yeah, you know. Just when a, did he make this? I want to say it was last year. Oh yeah, it would yeah. be interesting to talk to him because mm-hmm. I'd never heard that before. No. Yeah, no, I I, I had never heard it either. Um, but yeah, Titanic: The New Evidence, it is called. Um, it was uh, done for the Smithsonian Channel. Hmm. Um, looks like last year, and uh, that was apparently a big part of it. Oh, we should get him on. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this stuff. Maybe also if we could look for somebody who knows anything about this this tomb of this priest in Egypt that they found or released the information on this over the weekend. Because what is what are they going to find in there, and will that change any history at all? More in a minute. Is there anything worse than your alarm clock? It's it's uh it's the devil. 
It's the devil, especially when you stay up late watching the Philadelphia Eagles defeat the Los Angeles Rams in a huge upset. You know, you're just like, oh. Or the marvelous Miss Mabel. Well, Mabel, <laughs> one of the two. So we have, we have differing interests. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I hate my alarm clock. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, and um, and that's because I love my bed and I love to sleep in my bed. Switch to a Casper mattress. Um, it's a high quality mattress at an affordable price. If you have a mattress that needs to be replaced, get this. You spend this a third, for of your, third of your life there. You might as yeah. well. Uh, it's it's really comfortable. You'll love it. And if you don't, you can just call them and they'll come and pick it up after a 100-night trial in your own home. This is the way to try to find the right mattress for you. Maybe Casper. Try it now. Casper.com. Promo code BECK. Join Blaze TV. Get minutes at thirty shows. Use Beck Christmas for twenty bucks off for the year. It's, you can get it for less than five bucks a month. BlazeTV.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we got a, a, a video question in from a UPS driver uh, and his uh, his cohort in their UPS truck as they were delivering packages. These guys don't sleep at this time of year. Um, uh, so can we roll that, please? My driver right here is a very big Glenn Beck fan. He has a question. I would say moderately big Glenn Beck fan. The last couple of shows, he's talked a lot about adoption. If you have trouble getting pregnant, me and my wife don't have that issue, but we would still like to adopt. Problem is, it's super expensive, so, uh... There's the couple that went and just posted on Facebook and ended up with seven kids. What about uh, the people who don't get that lucky and want to adopt but can't necessarily afford to because it's you know, $30,000, $40,000? Okay. Um, first of all, if you send these in, thank you. Uh, but uh, please uh, post your name and everything. When you're looking to adopt, it is always good to put your name out there so everybody knows how to contact you in case they think, oh, that is that is the perfect person for uh, my child. Um, second of all, uh, your wife and you sound like you're having kids and you don't have a problem. Uh, what are you, greedy? Is that what it is? You're just greedy? You want you want more kids? That I mean, this is just wrong. Do you think, Stu? <laughs> yes, totally. Um, uh, I, I, I think that's great. Uh, big families, I... My biggest regret in my life is that I don't have more children, um, and I never thought I would say that, um, but uh, uh, they are the best. When it comes to the price of adoption, that is the problem, and it is a, it's an enormous problem, and it's, it's, why it, it's why it's really insane to me that we're now paying for abortions uh, so people can go in and get a free abortion, uh, but nobody can go in and adopt a baby for free. I think we have something upside down. It's so expensive to adopt, uh, and it's frightening to adopt here in America because you never know. People, you know, all of a sudden, I want my baby back. Wait a minute. It's not your baby anymore. It's mine. Is that a chili slogan? Oh, my baby back. Wasn't that <laughs> something, yeah. something like that, yeah. Um, but, uh, I would suggest that you go to, uh, an organization like adoption.com and, uh, and ask them that question. I, I don't know. I know that we did our adoption, uh, through a church organization and many churches have these kinds of, uh, adoption organizations. Um, I don't believe we were charged, uh, 
other than our own personal attorney, um, which was not $40,000. Um, we have to find ways to make it inexpensive for people who want to have children to be able to legally get the children and keep the children. Um, but check adoption.com. Out. One thing for sure is don't talk to any Russians about any sanctions when really related to Russians. That's one That's thing you a, definitely want to stay do away from. Don't do that. Don't do that. We're learning that. Did you see the Pete Davidson story this oh, weekend? Oh, yeah. That was uh, a little What did you think of that? So Pete Davidson is the, he used to be known as the 9-11 comic um, because he, his dad died in in the 9-11 attacks. He right. was a, a firefighter, right? And he was, last I remember, he, last he was seen, I believe, was he was running up the stairs at the Marriott World Trade Center before it collapsed. Um, so he died in those attacks. Uh, and he was, became famous, if I remember correctly, for doing a pretty offensive uh stand-up routine about 9-11 mm-hmm. um which is obviously uh, you know no one was doing it at the time and he was doing it with a father who died in the attacks it's the way i would have done it yeah, it may a way to deal with it right yeah, like I'm a dark- a, really i have a dark dark sense of humor and for years i mean i still do now but only with really with pat because he, <laughs> he you know he, we have a feud on it but uh used to uh I used to make fun of my mom's death all the time because it was the only way I knew how to deal with it. So I would, I would play the darkest cards in my hand first. Right, and so he, that's what he was kind of known for. We wound up getting on Saturday Night Live. You'll remember him from recent memory as the guy who was who got in some trouble for for making a joke about um, a new congressman in, in Texas who uh, was a former. Uh, military who was injured in battle and he kind of mocked him for his Dan Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw, his, um, his eye patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then Dan, Dan Crenshaw went on and had a really great, he handled it so great. And, uh, and, and so did Pete. Yeah. And they both said like, you know, this I mean, Dan be. Crenshaw was the one who had the yes. heavy lifting there Correct. because he was saying like, look, I know you criticize me and I could easily take this and take advantage of it right before an election, by the way, mm-hmm. could have easily taken advantage mm-hmm. of that and said, said, look, we need to stop being offended by everything everybody says. Are you, you know, we're cool. You know, that was and then he kind of made fun of Pete uh, back and forth. It was a great segment. It was one of those moments where you're like, oh, can't we just all act like this? It made everybody love Dan Crenshaw that I've ever like everybody loves this guy now. Um, so, and, so and so Davidson had a tweet this weekend that was kind of uh, cryptic and yeah, it was scary. a message on his Instagram and it said, I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. I'm doing my best to stay here for you, but I actually don't know how much longer I can last. Uh, all I've ever tried to do is help people. Just remember, I told you so. Um, then yes. he deleted that account Um he then went and he did appear on Saturday Night Live in a taped uh, segment. Um, and they are, uh, you know, trying to figure out if he's okay or not. He said, he wrote again, I'm trying to understand how when something happens to a guy, the whole entire world just trashes him without any facts or frame of reference. Um uh, I just want you to know, no matter how hard the Internet or anyone tries to make me kill myself, I won't. I'm upset that I even have to say this. So I, I tweeted um, yesterday about this, and uh, I wrote, Pete Davidson, tonight you're in my prayers. Many of us can relate. My mother didn't want to live, and years ago I almost followed her lead, and another family member of mine did. There is hope, there is love and decency. There is light more than darkness, and you will find it. You showed the world who you really were a couple of weeks ago. 
Only a good man would have apologized and handled it with such class. The world needs more Pete Davidsons. You are here at this time with a tender heart for a reason, not to suffer, but to soften others' hearts. I think that there are a lot of people, especially our children, that have really soft hearts. And they are being born in a world that is very harsh. And they're soft-hearted for a reason. They're soft-hearted because uh, that is, in the end, what will save us. Um, and they are getting that soft heart crushed. And I know a couple of kids that have an incredibly soft heart. And at the same time, have a, an internal battle going on they are harsh and incredibly soft-hearted at the same time and one of them is going to win and it's only when we can feel empathy toward one another and i i was reading the um i was reading the tweets uh and uh people went either two ways they either said i don't know him or i don't like what he did a few weeks ago or whatever but pete we love you uh or people who said good riddance not gonna miss you <laughs> it's the holiday spirit in action right mm -hmm. and we just have to uh, make sure that the world doesn't change us that we still, even online, see people and not just names, clicks, retweets, likes, etc. You've been saying that forever. The world, we've got to make sure the world doesn't change us. We talked about this at the very beginning of the show today uh, of a guy in China who, you know, was Christian and was believed that he might be disappeared, never to be seen again by the government, and talked about his reasoning for doing it and it has nothing to do with changing a government policy he, he i mean he you read the thing and he realized he has no expectations of actually winning I mean, he never thinks he's got he knows he's, he he's knows. about it is i i posted it on facebook um last night and i urge you to read it it's from a pastor and his name is wang yi and last sunday a week ago yesterday he was a new term we don't use but is used over in in china he was disappeared which means he was just taken nobody knows anything he's just disappeared we don't know he was obviously taken by the chinese police for his faith and he and many members of his uh faith were taken and he wrote this letter and said if i'm taken and you don't see or hear from me within 48 hours um, please get this out to the world. So I published this last night on, on Facebook and in the first hour we discussed it. And if you missed it, go listen back to the entire podcast, um, of the radio show on demand. Um, he, but he, I want you to listen to this because this is something that you just don't hear anymore. If I'm imprisoned for a long or short period of time, if I can help reduce the authorities fear of my faith and of my savior, I am very joyfully willing to help them this way. 
But I know that only uh, when I renounce all of the wickedness of this persecution against the church and use peaceful means to disobey, will I truly be able to help the souls of the authorities and law enforcement. I hope God uses me by means of first losing my freedom to tell those who have deprived me of my personal freedom that there is an authority higher than their authority, that there is a freedom that they cannot restrain and a freedom that fills the church of the crucified and risen Jesus Christ. This guy is Gandhi, Martin Luther King. He's he is uh, one of the greats and he's living today. Well, he may be. He was living last Sunday. And if you really want to put this holiday season, all of your problems, all of the things that are oppressing you, all the things that you're worried about, all of the things that you think, I'm just, I'm, I just, I, I'm just not going to make it. I want you to read this. It will make everything you're worried about very, very small. And uh, what's amazing are people like this are praying for us. They're praying for us to remember who we are so we can help them from the outside. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of the things I worry about after reading this letter. And I am ashamed that they pray for us. And I really haven't prayed for them. That's got to change. Share it with your friends. You can find that on Facebook uh, on uh, at uh, Glenn Beck. All right, X Chair. X Chair, uh, the support and comfort of X Chairs will make a huge difference in the comfort uh, of your day. X Chair launching a brand new model, which for a limited time is only available to you in this audience. It's called um, the X Chair Basic, I think. You can find it now at xchairbeck.com. The Super X Chairs, uh, I mean, it's like, honestly, you've got to be Professor X to, you know, figure it all out. And it's, it's, it's quite the chair. It does everything but cook you dinner. Now, the X Basic is all of the lumbar support you need, all the adjustments you need. You know, it just it's 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 not going to light your cigarette afterwards. Uh, sorry, uh, but this chair is the basic, and it's fantastic. You'll get the height adjustment, the back adjustment, the lumbar support, the headrest. You'll also get a free footrest if you go to xchairbeck.com. X chairbeck.com use the promo code beck and you're going to get a hundred dollars off and a free footrest. rest 844-4x-chair 844-4x-chair or xchairbeck.com <laughs> you didn't finish that thought but i'm sure it was great whatever it was yeah well i was just talking about the show tonight at uh, five o'clock i i hear we have the ghost of uh of fdr <laughs> going to be appearing on the program tonight I, I think live via satellite i'm not sure really is that what you think that's what i've heard you've I, heard that i've heard that but you're just not sure nope i'm not sure i hope you're not disappointed uh, i would be no very, i, I, would be I torn really, apart if you were disappointed. i won't be i won't be <laughs> i could if i can't get fdr i was thinking about seeing if we could get eleanor 
I think FDR is the right choice because <laughs> I know what this is going to right. entail, and right. I and I'm going to have to you be know, part of I, it. On second thought, because you didn't leap at FDR, I'm thinking maybe we should just go with Eleanor. Yeah, no, I'm definitely <laughs> not leaping at that. I could tell you, I've spent which enough, makes I've, me want to leap there. About thirty percent of my career has been spent dressed as a woman. Yes, um, so I'd rather not extend that percentage any higher. <laughs> Well, you want to keep your record solid, you know, as we come to the end of the year. Uh, tonight, it's the Farm Bill, and it really has been written by the ghost of FDR. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it's it's amazing what the GOP has put in the Farm Bill. And everybody's just kind of gone along with it. And it's both sides on this. No matter who the president oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is, every few years this comes out, and it is just an, an unbelievable thing that most people just say, oh, yeah, they pass that every year. I know it's terrible, but whatever. They pass it every year and every few years and no one's going to fight it because no really one's going to oppose the farmers. It's, it's like, it, right. And it's like, you know, the, 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 the Commerce Clause went away because of farmers. They used farmers to regulate everything we do in our lives. It's, it's, it's amazing how the government has used farmers. Um, in the guise of helping your local farmer, but only helping the big farms, the factory farms, uh, and how it's just destroying our freedom. Uh, so we'll get into the farm bill uh, tonight. More on China on tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, Eric Bowling will be joining us uh, for an interesting conversation uh, this week. And you're listening to Glenn Beck.